Thanksgiving break. Yeah. Right? Uh, so, yeah. Happy Thanksgiving happy from Thanksgiving. Uh, those of us here at the Christ and Culture. Truly in the spirit of this holiday, but also just in the spirit of gratitude, um, we here at the Christ and Culture want to thank you, our listeners. We are incredibly gracious to have you. It is because of you that we exist, and we love the fact that you guys are so engaged and that you guys are getting something out of this podcast, and so we really are thankful for you. Yeah, totally. Thank you all for not only the listeners, but Clint and Steve for like inviting me into this, because um, without them, I've started starting this, then I wouldn't even be here, and without you guys, like you said, it wouldn't exist, so yeah. this has been great. And we got to thank Clint, because when Clint and I first talked about having a podcast it was delayed months because of my own procrastination uh and we finally 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 got it started uh, and so i have to thank clint for being persistent in that because apparently i was not i think this episode instead of like the random shout outs where we're like we'll say someone's name and then like hashtag shout out yeah be like hashtag thank you oh yeah yeah, yeah that's <laughs> just random thank yous throughout yeah. the show sure yeah we'll just thank you <laughs> because i think that you know, as a society, He's I just, gonna jump right in. Oh, I'm gonna jump right in. Yeah, um, and I, I only say this because I just think like this is really telling. You know, right. and the reason that, like we want to take the time to actually have this Thanksgiving podcast and really talk about gratitude. Our society kind of goes from Halloween to yep. Christmas. You've everything's Halloween up until October 31st, and then November 1st hits, and it's Christmas time, right? Um, and I just think that when you move from the holiday that glorifies uh, gluttony, <laughs> like the overconsumption of candy, uh, to the holiday of like consumerism, and like, and I'm not saying like this is what, how people view it. I think Halloween is great, and I think Christmas is a beautiful holiday. My point being that like the way that the media and the way that um, especially corporations sort of treat it is like buy all this candy and then now buy all this stuff. Right, and we completely miss as a society, like the importance of Thanksgiving, which I think is perfectly wedged in between these two holidays, so that we don't forget that in those moments, especially Christmas, which is about giving, right, right, um, but it's about you know it's also about this like receiving, but it's not about receiving, it's about giving, right, and it's and we like hear that, but in a lot of ways it's sometimes twisted into well, what can I receive, um, and it's important to remember the gratitude that goes with it, and so I love Thanksgiving because it's right there. Well, and what you just reminded me of is kind of like in our form of prayer. Before we can really receive God in prayer or hear him or kind of start this conversation, we need to kind of open up and start with praise and thanksgiving. You start with like thanking the Lord for just like stuff and him being him and the almighty and the king of kings and like letting him know like we, uh, we see him for who he is or at least for what we can as humans see him for who he is. Yeah. And then take that the next step into right. prayer of like, okay, now I need this or yeah. now uh, speak into this. What do you want me to take into my mm-hmm. day? But before you do that, you got to start with Thanksgiving. Right. And I love that. We're going to talk about this stuff yeah. today in the podcast. Let's, uh, let's kind of, let's back up yeah, a little let's, bit. Let's pump the where, brakes. Where are you going to be for Thanksgiving, Steve? So, because obviously we're not recording on thanksgiving we'll be with our right family. yeah so currently uh i'm by locating i'm in pittsburgh pennsylvania right now with my family at the time that you're listening to this podcast probably at least when it's released 
Um, I'm actually still here in Houston <laughs> recording because uh, we're recording the Sunday, uh, Saturday prior. But yeah, no, it is great. Um, I'm going to be in Pittsburgh. I'm going to go see my family. Uh, it's just kind of the nature of the beast yeah. uh, with my job. Right. Because uh, end of the year fundraising is such a hectic time that I won't really get to go home for Christmas. Yeah. So I'm incredibly grateful um, and blessed that I'm getting to go home for the week for Thanksgiving. What about you? I will be in Atlanta with my family as well. Last year, I did not get to go home for mm-hmm. Thanksgiving because there's just a small, such a small window of a break. And then there's Christmas like kind of right after. And we do get like a break for that as far as work goes. So it's kind of silly to go home, come back, and then go home. David Harley is also from Georgia and has family there. And he's willing to make the trek if someone else will join him. And I was like, I will definitely be another person in your vehicle because I'm also still vehicle-less right now. Yeah. Um, and so like that just worked out. It fell on my lap and I was like, yeah, that would be great. So I'll be home for like three days and this comes out on that Saturday and I'll still be home with my family. And it'll probably be like really nice just to see them, especially for Thanksgiving. It's been a while since I've celebrated that with them. That'll be a blessing, um, getting to go back, get that good yeah. Southern comfort food. Gordon and I were just talking about this earlier because we stopped at Popeye's for lunch. We did. Uh, or we, he did. Yeah, and we talked about uh, the merits of Popeye's versus KFC. And I'm not trying to cause any rifts or schisms, but uh, you know, Popeye's is just good old Southern comfort food. It's good chicken. Yeah, it is a it's a Southern tradition. Yeah. As, as David Harley would put it. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. Uh, kind of getting into what we want to talk about with gratitude. Um, I want to go back to what you were talking about with prayer. Because I love that idea of like praising God. And if you look at the way we're taught to pray by Christ yeah. in the Lord's Prayer. Right. Like it's first like this invoking of like this like trust of like our Father mm-hmm. who art in heaven, right? And we're like acknowledging who he is. Yes. And then we're saying like hallowed be thy name. Like we should give him praise. Um, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. On earth as it is in heaven. And then, right. then we ask like give us our trespasses. Right. Right. And so there's a sense of like the first thing we do in prayer is like acknowledge that God is God and we are not um, and praise him for who he is and then acknowledge all the places that we've fallen and failed. And like there's just this gratitude and this humility that comes from that and comes from that kind of prayer of recognizing that like God is God and we are not and his will is ultimately what is good and good for us and good for all. And I just, I just love that. That's something that I, I have been trying to learn a lot recently is just learning to be more gracious in my prayer. As they mentioned in Mass, it is right and just to give you praise, right, in all things. And so just this idea of, like, praising God in everything, even in difficult times, to say praise God. Uh, and I just think that, like, learning that gratitude is really impactful and important in our spiritual life. Yeah. And I think it's incredibly difficult. Uh, yeah, that's actually what I was about to jump into because Lizzie and I just started uh, Louis Montfort mm-hmm. Marian Consecration together. And the first, right now we're on day nine, but like the, this first 12 days of preparation, some of the readings are from the scripture, but now we're into some passages from the Imitations of Christ. Mm. And it's all on who Christ is and what that means about who we are. And like, I kind of pulled it up right here. Like one of them from like day five was like, in your sight, I am nothing. And it like speaks into that, like God doesn't need us. But like the last line is like, let your name, not my name be praised. Let your work, not mine, 
be magnified because you are my glory. And so it's like when this idea that when we praise God and we, we're thankful for who he is, we remember at the same time who we are right? and who we are without him and with him. Right. Like we can only be the best of ourselves through his glory and right. through his works. And it is, it's, it, it's been a struggle for me and Lizzie to like, remember that we are, we aren't anything. <laughs> yeah. And it's so important too, to remember that everything that we have in our life is pure gift. Yes, we go, we work, we toil, we earn our day's labor, but our lives, the, like our life and like our ability to even exist is a free gift from God. Yeah. Like our very existence, our essence, like everything we are is a gift from God. And to like remember that and be grateful for it. Because like the reason we get to go and even have a bad day is because we exist. Right. And God has like given us the gift of being able to be free to exist to be free in our existence and have free will and experience life in its fullness because god wishes to give us life and life abundantly and like he wishes for us to share in divine life which is the totality of life it's just beautiful and it's just something that's hard to sometimes remember especially when you're in the midst of a struggle yeah to be grateful but i think that's where we need to learn to be grateful the best the most yeah i'll probably be quoting this consecration for the next few podcasts because it's what i'm praying with right now but what you just said about like how all we have is a gift this is question one of the days i was like lord what is man that you were mindful of him like Mm -hmm. or the son of man that you would visit him what have we deserved that you should like you are so great why why do you like help us why do you do that and like it when you think of that question and you give him the praise and you realize how how immense his love is yeah like that he's given oh, us the, oh yeah and okay so it's super funny because i've actually had this discussion before and i've always reflected on it because you read the passage where he's like what man would give his child a snake mm-hmm. right um and it's like, if even you can give good gifts and how much more can your heavenly father give? And that like really stuck with me and I'm not, I'm not married or a father. Uh, and so I kind of get that passage, but as I pray with it more and more, I just think in terms of love, you know, when you're like in love with somebody, you're able to like look past their flaws because you love them and you like freely give of yourself even in the midst of their failures because you love them. And like we've all, I think, kind of experienced that in our life at some level. And so when you think that like that in its essence is like the beginning of the agape love that God calls us to, then we can really understand that if we were stripped of all of our selfishness, then we can kind of maybe get the smallest glimpse of the love of the Father. Yeah. Yeah. And the love of Christ for his bride. Yeah. We literally have to die into ourselves. Like, we let go of all that we are. Our entire being, like, that we are we rather than we are him and his creation. And Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I just... Sorry, I'm just digging deep. We're getting into, like, a different topic. There's also one of my favorite things to talk about, but we... We'll reel it back. Uh, I almost just want to roll with it. In, I know. Yeah, it just like change the change the attitude. Um, one of the things, so what I want to talk about today, and we're going to kind of look at it through the lens of gratitude, but we'll also talk about some of the other, some of the other amazing themes of this musical is my personal favorite musical, Les Mis. 
I love this musical. Uh, when I was in college, my very first, uh, so I always like liked this musical um, since when I first listened to it. And I loved it because I was a theology student and I just saw all the beautiful themes right. that was running in it. Um, but also my fav- my first song that was given to me in my voice lesson <laughs> in college was Stars from Les Mis. And so like, I just fell in love with the song and I just fell in love with the musical and just all of the beautiful themes. Because at its core, Les Mis is really about the struggle between trying to understand God's justice versus God's mercy and seeing that God's mercy always triumphs. God is just, but he's also merciful and his mercy is always deeper. Mm-hmm. And he's always like more merciful. And so, so I, I kind of want to talk about talk about this theme really quick. Yeah. Because there is this uh, this sense of like the idea of like that we have today of like paying it forward, right? Which I think is like our society's way of like great, like be grateful and like pay it forward, right? Like be generous, um, because gratitude begets generosity. Yeah. Like when we are gracious for the things we receive, we realize that these things are gifts that have been given to us and then we're more generous with our gifts right because we're like this is not of mine like this even my wealth that i have earned is not mine right this is all god's right it is all given to me and so i may give it freely these talents that i have innately have been gifted to me and i must share them with the world right not bury them Um, yeah or just hold them right and so i think that can be like something we fall into and is easy to do when it's something we have like more often than not. Like mm-hmm. if you happen to be in a period in your life where most days are good, mm-hmm. then we kind of become numb and forgetful to be thankful for good days because it's like until there's a bad day, I can't remember that. Oh yeah, this is a good day. Right. We can, right. We can get numb to that. Um, and just like starting with this is practical, just starting with like scripture and starting with prayer helps shape your day mm-hmm. or like the examination of conscience yeah and Gosh. so i kind of want to bring up one of the first songs from Les Mis. you know it kind of is this long scene that starts in the prison when javert takes uh, valjean and he says now bring me prisoner uh 24601 your time is up and your pearls begun you know what this means and valjean says, says yes it means i'm free and javert says no it means you get your yellow ticket of leave you are a thief and he says, I stole a loaf of bread, Javert, you robbed a house, right? And so, like, this is coming from there, right? That, like, he is, um, just in case you've never seen the musical, Jean Valjean is the main character. He stole a loaf of bread to feed uh, his, like, sister's child who was close to death, like, to feed his family. And he was put in prison for it. And he had gotten, he was in prison for 19 years. And he was only, like, the initial sentence was a lot it was still very long and egregious, but he also tried to escape, which is like his like longer sentence, right? And so he finally gets out, and he's like, my name is Jean Valjean, and Javert says, and I am Javert, because he keeps calling him 24601, right? Mm. Um, and he says, do not forget my name, do not forget me, 24601, right? And so there's this, like, this idea of like dehumanizing him, right? He's a criminal, and he's like labeled a criminal his life. And Jean Valjean, like, is never shown this mercy. He's this just prisoner to justice. Like he's just this uh, slave or victim to justice. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that justice is not good, but I think that this shows the importance of equity as opposed to justice, right? That equity allows for mercy and allows for, well, he stole a loaf of bread because his 
sister's child was starving, right? And so you go down and, you know, you have this scene where, like, as she's leaving, you have the choir and it's, like, all the workers and they're, like, all the, the prisoners and they say, look down, look down, you'll always be a slave, look down, look down, you're standing in your grave. And Jean Valjean leaves and he says, freedom's mine, the earth is still, I feel the wind, I breathe again. The sky clears, the world is waiting, drink from the pool, how clean the taste, never forget the years, the waste, nor forgive them for what they've done. They are the guilty, everyone. The day begins, and now let's see what this new world will do for me. And that is, I think, the opposite of the gratitude. He says, never forget the years, the waste, nor forgive them for what they've done. And then at the end, when he says, what this new world will do for me. Right. He exits this prison, this system, from system where there's no love, there's no mercy. And so he's not grateful when he's harboring these grudges. Right. And he's not gracious at the fact that he is set free. He's still like jaded and he's got this chip on his shoulder. And so then he finds work on a farm um, and he basically gets paid half of what everyone else is making. And uh, one of the other laborers, like, you broke the law, it's there for people to see. Why should you get the same as an honest man like me? And so he's just like continuing to not be. And so he's stumbling through and he comes across a bishop. And I think that the bishop character in Les Mis most reflects God the Father throughout this whole musical. Is the bishop sees him and like he he calls him in and he says, Come in, sir, for you are weary. And the night is cold out there. Though our lives are very humble, what we have, we have to share. There is wine here to revive you, and there is bread to make you strong. There is a bed to rest till morning, rest from pain, and rest from wrong. And I just love that line of, though our lives are very humble, what we have, we have to share. And it's just, I think, the perfect idea of the generosity that flows from that gratitude. Um, and the bishop, I think, is the first character that shows... Valjean, like Jean Valjean, that like there's something more. And so he follows it up with, he let me eat my fill. I had the lion's share. The silver in my hand cost twice what I had earned. He knows those 19 years, that lifetime of despair. And yet he trusted me. The old fool trusted me. He'd done this bit of good. I played the grateful surf and thanked him like I should. But when the house was still, I got up in the night, took the silver, took my flight. Um, and he steals all of this stuff from this bishop. And again, no gratitude. Right. And so, honestly, I love this part is the constables catch him and they bring him back. And the two constables are talking about how he's like, tell your, tell his reverence your story. Let us see if he's impressed. You were lodging there last night. You were the honest bishop's guest. And then out of Christian goodness, when he learned about your plight, you maintain he made a present of the silver. Right, because he like they show that he stole all the silver, and the bishop replies, "That is right, but my friend, you left so early. Surely something slipped your mind." And he gives Jean Valjean like two silver candlesticks, and he says, "You forget I gave these also. Would you leave the best behind?" So, Monseigneurs, you may release him, for this man has spoken true. I commend you for your duty. May God's blessing go with you. Um, and then like the, they leave, and he says, "But remember this, my brother." See in this some higher plan. You must use this precious silver to become an honest man. By the witness of the martyrs, by the passion and the blood, 
God has raised you out of darkness. I have saved your soul for God. And it's at this moment that Jean Valjean, like, he, like, rips up his papers and he, like, goes to start life anew. And I just love this scene because you have Jean Valjean who very much is this victim of a corrupt system, right? right? That everything is justice. Everything is, you broke the law. You are a criminal. Right. Like, and it's scapegoating, yeah. as we've talked about so yeah. many times. And it's the bishop who comes in and shows him mercy and shows him what gratitude looks at, like what we have, we have to share. And so he goes, well, I'm not grateful for what you've done for me. So I'm going to steal. Right. And then he gets caught and the bishop responds with love and mercy mm-hmm. and says, ah, but you forgot these also. Would you leave the best behind? Sends off the, the constables and he says, you must take the silver and make an honest life. And it's just this beautiful scene where Jean Valjean actually struggles with this because he's like, he showed me love and mercy. That's something he hadn't experienced before. Yeah. And so the rest of the musical is an effect of his gratitude for this generosity. And he does, he takes that silver, he builds a new life. He starts, he owns a factory and he's a very good and honest man. And he, is away from he you know he is not a criminal he's just which i think in itself uh speaks a little bit about like the way that we view criminals and felons and like sometimes we don't think that they can be redeemed um but a lot of ways they are you know when they can be um and this is just a perfect show of that and it actually leads to the point where um he has a woman who's working in his factory, who gets fired. Right. And her name is Fontaine. And she's out on the streets. And it's not really her fault, but it's like the same. It's like very similar dynamic. Um, And she ends up falling into prostitution. And Jean Valjean finds her. And kind of recognizes her. And she's like, I used to work in your factory. And he's like, well, what happened? And like she tells the story. And he's like appalled by it. And she ends up dying. And she charges him with taking care of her daughter cassette the musical is just about and it and at some point during this javert enters back in because he's looking for this fugitive 24601 right uh who ripped up and missed his parole and like is a criminal that goes has to go back to jail because he broke his parole and the rest and pretty much like the remainder of this movie is him running away and him and, and javert uh, chasing after Jean Valjean and trying to be this justice. The character of Javert is just very interesting because he's a villain, but he's not somebody you hate. He's the kind of villain that you just, when you watch him, especially when I watch him, I don't think he's like this evil man. He's this man who has a very strong sense of justice with no understanding of love or mercy. Right, so it's almost like... A- I, I would hate to say, like, you pity him. Yeah, you But want, you do, like, you look like, oh, come on. Like, like, you just look at him and you're like, if you could just understand that God is merciful. Because he's, because, like, his song, Stars, is very much about that. God is just and he vanquished Satan. 
his justice and like i was almost gonna ask in the beginning of when we started this like Mm -hmm. what is just yeah you know like because it does say in the scripture god is just yeah and justice and when you were saying like i'm not trying to say justice is bad because justice is good Mm -hmm. but what is justice when there is mercy what is just and what is justice and that is like a a good question. A question. Yeah. And so like, that's the, the beauty of his character is he, he struggles with these things. Right. Um, and he's like, the just will have their reward. It, like he's seeking after this criminal, right? And so he has this like very strong sense of justice. And the saddest part is that he ends up killing himself at the end because all this generosity begets generosity begets generosity, right? And there's like this sense of like receiving it in gratitude and giving it forward. And then it comes to the time where he they're cornered uh and this is just kind of jumping the gun but uh javert is cornered by and defeated by jean valjean who has a gun and javert says you'll have to kill me because i'll never give up my pursuit and jean valjean shoots the gun in the air and he says now you're dead i forgive you and like sends him on his way and javert can't handle that because he had spent years like his life his life chasing this man and this man who he had like put on the run and ruined his life over and over and over right like to the point where he had this delusion that it was going to end one of two ways yeah like he, he'd captured him and he paid for yeah his whatever, crimes or he was going to get killed trying to do so yeah and then he's shown mercy and he and it it's almost like a, it's almost like Judas. Like he doesn't know how to handle it. Doesn't he doesn't know how to seek mercy. He doesn't know how to receive forgiveness, and he's not grateful for it. And so he ends up committing suicide. And it is tragic because you don't want Javert to die. You want Javert to just understand what is love and what is mercy. Right. But you have going back to the gratitude is you have Jean Valjean raising Cassette. Cassette. Um, I don't know why I said it cassette, like it's a cassette player, like Like Cosette. Cosette tape. But you have him raising Cosette, and she is a wonderful woman, a wonderful young lady, and he's just this great man. And he's just doing this out of like almost penance for what happened Mm -hmm. in his factory, Mm -hmm. but also because he's a man who understands mercy and understands love, but also understands justice. Right. Um, and he just gets like he's just grateful for what he has and he's so grateful for this daughter that he had inherited Um, and toward the end there's this young man named uh, Marius who ends up being Cosette's future husband and uh, he wants to marry her Um, and that's when like toward the end of this it's also like French Revolution time so there's these battles happening yes yes well what you're not seeing is uh Gordon waving a fake flag in the air. Very dramatically. Yeah, just very like dramatically. in a movie. Pole at the belt line out. Right. And so one of the, the final song is he had saved Marius's life uh, and now he's dying. And he had just sort of like, at this point, like this is also like the point where you kind of see him giving off Cosette like, to Marius. And Valjean says, alone I wait in the shadow. I count the hours till I sleep. I dream a dream. Cosette stood by, it made her weep to know I die. Alone at the end of the day, upon this wedding night I pray, take these children, my lord, to thy embrace and show them grace. This is like where he's kind of giving it up. Fantine, like the the mother, comes and she said, Monsieur, I bless your name. Monsieur, lay down your burdens. You raised my child in love. 
uh, and you will be with God. Um, Jean Valjean is ready, right? And Marius and Cassette run in, but they don't see Fantine, right? Because she's like his image of entering into heaven. And she says, Papa, Papa, I do not understand. Are you all right? They said you'd gone away. He says, Cassette, my child, am I forgiven now? Thank God, thank God, I've lived to see this day. Because now he doesn't have to worry about raising Cassette because now Marius is going to take her in yeah. marriage and, and like look after her, right? And so he's, he's fulfilled his charge, you know, mm-hmm. his, his duty. Um, Marius says, it's you who must forgive a thoughtless fool. It's you who must forgive a thankless man. It's thanks to you that I am living. And again, I lay down my life at your feet. And I just love that because like Marius is the same gratitude that Jean Valjean has. This idea of it is thanks to you that I am living. And it is to you, like, I lay down my life. Right. Right. And you have this beautiful image of Christ, right, who lays down his life. But Mm -hmm. then Marius gets it. I think, like, he's the perfect guy to to carry on. Jean Valjean's, like, taking care of Cosette. Just because, like, Jean Valjean spent his whole life almost repaying in generosity, out of gratitude, the gift of mercy he had received from that bishop. Um, And you see him just extending it over and over and over and changing the lives over and over and over of people marius being one of them and he says because that's your father's a saint when they wounded me he took me from the barricade carried me like a babe and brought me home to you and then you have this point of like valjean also like he's telling the story to Cosette. he says i write my last confession read it well when i at last am sleeping it's a story of those who always loved you your mother gave her life for you then gave you to my keeping i just love it because you just see this gift after gift after gift of like dying to self for others and it's this mercy that's flowing in the generosity and just like there's just a gratitude like these people understand the gifts that are given to them right and then um fantine says come with me where your chains will never bind you all your grief at last at last behind you lord in heaven look down on him in mercy uh, valjean says forgive me all my trespasses and take me to your glory and now you have all of them together and you finally see the bishop again and they're saying, take my hand and lead me to salvation. Take my hand for love is endearing. And remember the truth that once was spoken. And then the bishop sings this big ballad of to love another person is to see the face of God. <sighs> Sorry, which is totally not about gratitude, but just I one what? of my favorite lines in anything <laughs> ever in media is to love another person is to see the face of God. Because that is just the heart of the gospel. Right. Sorry, I just soapbox got up on my soapbox and preached no, for a good couple okay. minutes i was just gonna say that like i think you know it's hard it's not gonna be hard to say you know gratitude 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 but like gratitude stems from other themes and mm-hmm. other themes stem from gratitude like love and all these things but what one thing that stood out kind of right away so i'm gonna backtrack yeah no, kind please, of a lot, please do um, um yeah was let's, let's start breaking apart all yeah. of the things I just like threw out. And yeah, I only really kind of kind of got kind of kind of two things, but one of the things was this idea of being given something to be grateful for, and that goes back to what we talked about with prayer, but also realizing who we are, um, and for us in our in our journey in faith, and is like who we are in relationship to Christ and mm-hmm. our Lord and Savior, and you see this in the beginning with John Valjean. Where you have inmate, what is his number? One two, two four six zero one. Two four six zero one. 
it's like amazing that this is ingrained in my brain. Like I, things I'm that not I surprised. remember. I'm surprised. I have a friend who has that like tattooed on on them. <laughs> really? Yeah. Who's your friend? <laughs> they sound cool. <laughs> She's pretty cool. Um. Anyways, uh, but that you know, the for a while before he understood mercy himself, John Valjean, not even the guard, that Chabert, right? That he was. It was because he wasn't treated as somebody he was treated as something and you know in scripture it is stated that god calls us by name and then we see in scripture god calling so many different people by name and when that happens when like in scripture it happens like when he calls abraham or when he says someone's name something great happens or there is like transformation that takes place and so there's this idea that you know, I, I have a friend that sometimes I will in text or on the phone when I say like I understand, I'll end or I'll start with their name. I'm like I understand, like I understand Steve, and I for a while she, that freaked her out because she's like, when you say my name, it feels like you're talking down to me or it feels like I'm in trouble. And I don't think that it came out that way, but it was this idea that it doesn't happen often. Yeah. And there's the idea of this, okay, you're not just talking like you're talking to anybody. You're actually talking to me. Mm-hmm. I'm actually in this room. You notice me. I exist. And it's not until the bishop shows him who he is. Yeah. And like, look, you can come in and do this. And then he's, because he still doesn't think he's anything, he's worthless, that he still like takes advantage. And then the bishop yet again is like, no, like here, I see that you just, you are something. And he's like, okay. And then the rest of this up until the end in that line all stems from the bishop real showing this guy who he is. Yeah. And like being Christ, showing him love in the face of Christ so that now he can do the same for others. Yeah. And I think like that's one of the beautiful things too is that like the bishop would have been completely justified being like, yeah, you stole from me. I showed him gratitude. I showed him generosity and he stole from me. Or even if he would have been like, oh yeah, he's telling the truth and given him the candlesticks and like never knew if he was going to do the right thing. But I think that's like the, the beauty of the Bishop and like what we're called to is like, yeah, Jean Valjean may never have been great, like gracious or like had any gratitude for what the Bishop did. Now we know he did, but he might not have, but that doesn't mean the Bishop doesn't then give right. the Bishop is still the beauty of the Bishop is that like without knowing what happens in the end gives this love and mercy. And so, you know, it's always like a difficult thing when we see that homeless guy on the street asking for money to be like, oh, you know, is he going to use it for the right thing or is he going to use it for the wrong thing or this or that? But we're not called to make that call. We're not called to know everything that is going on with that man or that woman. That's forgotten and that's for him and God to figure out. Right. But like we are called to love them. Yeah. And we are called to give of ourselves. And it doesn't have to be like you give them cash. Like it could be going and taking them to get food. But we have a supporter who several months ago I had had called up. Him and his wife took in a homeless man into their home and like cleaned him up Mm -hmm. and like fed him Mm -hmm. and like bought him clothes and found him a job and got him on his feet. And that I think is more pro-life than anything we could do otherwise. And I think that that is what we as a people need to strive for. Yeah. No, totally. I was just like, when you're talking about like, whether or not someone's grateful, like whether or not he was grateful for what the bishop did, it reminds me of the lady at the well. 
Yeah. You know, or the healing of the paralytic that was like lowered into the roof. Like in that story, you know, we see the lady in the well goes running into the town to preach. But is she doing it because she believes who Jesus is or is she doing it out of gratitude for what Jesus has done for her? Obviously, we probably can guess she's grateful and all this stuff. But we never, there's really nothing spoken into that. It doesn't change that Jesus is going to still give her this living water. The healing of the paralytic, we have no idea whether when he got it, picked up his mat and walked away. Was he yeah. like grateful? Probably he could walk again. Yeah. But it's not mentioned. He could have walked away and just been like, whatever. Yeah. What is it? Uh, is it the story with the lepers where he heals all those people of leprosy, like 10 people or something? And only one of them comes back in gratitude. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah, two, two, one or two. Yeah. yeah. Right. But it doesn't change. But it doesn't change that anything. Christ, like, and, and, I mean, he, it's, it, he's, it's, it's, it's he, Jesus and he knows. And he's doing yeah. his work out of gratitude. Right. For who they are. It's like, I'm not doing this to receive. Yeah. I'm doing this because I'm grateful that you're a human being. Right. And it's just, and it's just generosity for the sake of itself. Right. Um, and for the sake of the gospel. I think we have to ask ourselves, when God heals us of our spiritual leprosy that's eating away and festering at our souls, do we come back in gratitude to thank him? With that. Yeah. Do you have any shout outs? Or thank, uh, hashtag thank. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, I'm yeah. a, I already said it, but David Harley mm-hmm. for just this last minute gift of being able to go home. My my family, my mom and dad, and my siblings. Just shout out to them, and probably just really thanks. Thank shout out thankfuls. Uh, I've already I've said it before, but the Mattlers. Yeah. For their generosity with everything while I've been here in Houston, it's yeah. been it's been huge. Right. Yeah. Yeah. How I about you? F- uh, I just want to thank. I mean, I'm going to be th- thankful for my parents. I want to thank family. my, uh, thank my family yeah, and uh, my fans. I'd like to thank. Yeah, I'd like to thank my, <laughs> producers. my fans, producers, God. That that's, that one actually is true. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, and I guess like the the listeners, obviously, um, I wouldn't know if I'd call them fans so much as just people who uh, decide to listen to our podcast. But, yeah. Um, but really, just thankful for all the people in my life. Um, because in reality, it is through those other people that I'm able to experience God, right? To love another person is to see the face of God. And it is in those relationships with those other people that I can truly come to know and understand and like grasp the beauty that is God and like the relationship with him. And so I just want to thank, I just want to thank, and I am thankful for all of those people in my life. I think for my my challenge for the week yeah is to breed a spirit of gratitude and begin your prayer begin your day um with recounting god's blessings because i think it's beautiful that the examine the examine the examination of conscience and mm-hmm. everything not only looks at like everything you did that day that you need to improve upon but all of the times that god has blessed you um, and all the things you've done right. And I think it's important to remember where God has helped us um, and to be grateful for those things. And then to not just let that sit there, but to then in turn, like spread the generosity to others. Because we're not called to be merciful because that other person is deserving of mercy. We're not called to love that person because they're like deserving of love. Like we're called to be merciful and we are called to love because God has given us that gift and we are not to like squander the talents like we're not to bury the talent in the ground right we are to turn that talent into more talents right um and so when god gives us mercy we are compelled 
to share that mercy and to be merciful toward others because God has been merciful to us first. And we are called to love. Like when God gives us love, which he does constantly, we must in turn give out constantly that love unto others. Yeah, and which just reminds me, going off on a little side tangent, mm-hmm. um, of the Jubilee year in Scripture. Yeah. Because I love the Jubilee year. Love it, love it, love it. Because the Jubilee year um, after, so seven is the holy number, and seven times seven is 49. Uh, and so the Jubilee year is the 50th year, right? Because you have that year of preparation. And you celebrated every 50 years the Jubilee. And the Israelite people, when you celebrated the Jubilee year, it was a time when all debts were repaid. Like if you owed money, like you were forgiven your debt. Yeah, right. If you had lost your land, like it was restored to you. And if you were a slave, you were set free. And I love it because if you really look at it, God is breeding in his people a spirit of gratitude and generosity. Because they are to set free the slaves because God had set you free when you were a slave in Egypt. Mm-hmm. And so in turn, you must free the slaves. Mm-hmm. Right? And then God had led you and restored your land in the promised land. So you must restore the land to others. And like God has forgiven you your debt to sin. And so you must forgive the debts of others. And so in that same spirit, in the same spirit of all that God has done for us and continues and will forever do for us, I would encourage everyone that's listening to have that spirit of generosity, to learn to set yourself aside and love the other. Yeah. And to serve the other. And so anyway, guys, thanks again for listening. Please email, text, call, Facebook, all the media. All the media. Us. Uh, let us know what you think, what um, you'd like to hear. And let us know what you're grateful for. Yeah. We'd love it. We're grateful for you. And um, happy Thanksgiving. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. <laughs>